ओके सो हेलो एवरीवन माय नेम इज़ अभिषेक एके डात मुलगा एंड वेलकम टू द एपिसोड नाइन ऑफ लेट्स गेट अनकंफर्टेबल दिस इज़ अ पॉडकास्ट वे वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स एंड सब्जेक्ट्स व्हिच वी आर अनअवेयर अबाउट एंड व्हिच मेक अस फील अनकंफर्टेबल नाउ फॉर अस टू ग्रो वी नीड टू फेस दिज अनकम्फर्टेबल थिंग्स एंड नो अबाउट थिंग्स विच आर वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एंड रेलिवेंट इन आर लाइफ एंड टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस अ वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट टॉपिक and this topic is very relevant for the youth in india so for that i have invited a very special friend and guest here his name is mayank jain and i would like mayank to introduce himself to everyone here hello guys mayank here abhishek thank you for calling me here guys uh, i'm really really excited to talk about finance here because of the core Uh, attitude of our millennials towards finance is very they are very fearful for just talking about investing or finance in general and i am a guy who's 20 year old i am full time into trading and investing i own two other businesses which give me additional cash flows and i have gone through this process of being fear, fearful taking the risk and learning about finance first hand and i would love to share this experience with you all thank you abhishek so guys first of all let me tell you all mayank is just a 20 year old guy so like he will be spitting a lot of knowledge today and and he is going to talk to the youth of india we are going to talk about the youth of india in investing because as he said we are not much aware about investing or we don't give a damn most of us so this is here to give you a wake up call or a check to you know like consider these things because it will definitely be potential to to your growth in future and as you saw the topic of this podcast was hacks to become a millionaire but it is not that easy like i mean it was just a clickbaity title so that we could get you to listen to this podcast and learn from it because it is a very lengthy and patient process so first step towards that is financial literacy which is a very important topic for the indian youth so mayank so what happened is like i i was actually g- going to ask a recommendation from mayank to you know who should i call for this podcast but seeing how passionate he was talking about this i thought that why not let's invite him like because he's also doing it he's actively investing and looking after his personal finances so that is what so that's why we decided so that's why i decided to bring him on because he's our agent plus he's doing he's starting to do much better than most of us so yeah mayank i would like to first start our podcast by giving just a slight introduction of personal finance like the importance of personal finance for you in your life plus you're 20 years old so yeah so personal finance according to me is very underrated uh firstly let's start with what does personal finance mean mostly by the word finance people get turned off because people have selected marketing management as their career choices but then they think that finance is something which is very complex and we we need a specialized degree for you know sorting our personal finance we need a f- financial advisor but i i feel that is just not true personal finance is just planning your money and investing it and saving it just just that i mean there's no complexity in saving and investing your money and you can do it yourself and today we'll be discussing that 
and mayang what when did it hit you that you need to manage and be active about your personal finances and investing so like like what was the incident where you was like oh fuck i need to do this i need to start looking into my personal finances so uh, i belong to the marwadi community and being in the Mar- marwadi community i see a very i see a lot of wealthy people but then not necessarily everybody's earning that much per month so i was just wondering that why is it that so that people who are earning much more in their jobs or maybe in their businesses are not that rich but the people who are earning average are still getting wealthy and that was a question that stuck me so i came to a conclusion that it is not how much you earn it is rather that what money you get how do you put it so this this was the core uh, motivation to get into finance and know about finance so now thank you mank so now as we are talking about personal finance in the youth of india we specifically are targeting the youth of india because we are the ones from the age group from for from 18 to 30 that are like the major population of india and we are one of the third third largest populated country in the world and plus with such a young audience young base audience out of which most of them are financially illiterate and of them a major part is a youth and i have also seen many friends around me that don't know a thing about investing or have never even been aware about it so that's why we are discussing this like personal finance among the youth of india so it, this will be an episode which can educate you you might take a few things away it might teach you new things it might give you the motivation or inspiration to do something about your personal finances so that is the intention of doing this episode now the first thing that i would like to talk about with you mayank is like like when you started doing personal finances and research for the podcast you might have come across some statistics or some numbers that correlate to the youth of india in the investment and savings as from the savings aspect so would you like to share some numbers or stats with us so abhishek when i started this journey into finance and investing the first very aspect that was been said by everybody was save your money and put it in fd and after a certain amount of years you'll get m- money that is more like sufficiently more than what you've invested and that is that but then i thought that this cannot be so shallow i mean if that was it why aren't people doing that and if it was the reason why people are getting rich why isn't everybody getting rich because almost everybody i meet everybody has fd accounts so i was just wondering that why 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 are people not getting rich saving their money and investing it into fd and i came to a realization that the concept of inflation is the reason people are not getting rich due to putting the money into fd so do what 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 is your understanding about the concept of inflation i mean inflation is basically a period of time where things are getting expensive to buy and the consumption or the income strength of a person is decreasing because of the market so that is what my understanding is and because of the risk and the fear of things getting expensive and you earning less and you your income strength being less it leads to a certain fear which like that is inflation according to me in bare minimum 
सो दैट्स वॉट आई थिंक एंड बिकॉज ऑफ दिस रिस्क एंड फ्यूर माइंड सेट इन आर माइंड वी आर नॉट एबल टू पुश थ्रू आर करंट फाइनेंशियल अबिलिटी सो अभिषेक इट वॉज वेरी क्लोज सो इन माई अंडरस्टैंडिंग इन्फ्लेशन इज बेसिकली फॉर एवरी ईयर फॉर एग्जाम्पल दिस ईयर आई हैव वन लाख रुपीज इफ आई जस्ट कीप दैट वन लाख रुपीज इन माई लॉकर एट होम एंड आई टेक इट आउट द नेक्स्ट ईयर इफ माई वन लाख रुपीज कुड हैव फेच मी लेट से हंड्रेड वाटर मेलन्स एंड द नेक्स्ट ईयर आई गेट इट आउट एंड आई गो टू द मार्केट एंड आई आस्क दैम दैट हाउ मेनी वाटर मेलन्स विल आई गेट आउट ऑफ दैट वन लाख रुपीज एंड ही वोट गिव मी हंड्रेड हील गिव मी नाइनटी सिक्स बिकॉज राइट नाउ इंडियाज इन्फ्लेशन रेट इज गोइंग ऑन एट सिक्स परसेंट एंड आई गिव यू स्टेटिस्टिक्स दैट दैट इज नॉट रोली सिक्स परसेंट फॉर आस इंडिया इज अ कंट्री वेर इन देर इज अ मिक्स ऑफ ह्यूजली लाइक रोली रोली रिच पीपल एंड द पीपल हु आर रोली रोली पुअर एंड इन्फ्लेशन रेट इज कैलकुलेटेड ऑन एवरेज बेसिस सो ब्लेट्स इन मेजोरिटी ऑफ इंडिया इज बिलोंगिंग टू मिडिल क्लास एंड लोअर क्लास एंड फॉर देम इन्फ्लेशन इज कैलकुलेटेड ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ the prices of vegetables the prices of food the prices of bread the prices of grains and that is marginally increasing right i mean it is increasing at the rate of let's say 2% but for us inflation is based on the products that we consume on daily basis like our phones like our laptops like internet connection all the things that we spend on and can you tell me what what was the price of pri- uh, iphone 11 in comparison to pri- iphone 12 I mean, iPhone eleven first was like the basic model was up to eighty thousand or seventy thousand. But as iPhone twelve came, which was the basic model priced at one lakh, iPhone eleven's price got decreased because of this, because they they wanted to invest more in their upcoming model, so they decreased the price, so people could afford iPhone elevens. So is that the answer you're looking for? So, uh, as you said, the iPhone eleven costed eighty thousand rupees at the start. and iphone 11 uh, 12 is costing 1 lakh rupees so that is an increase of more than 30% so our personal inflation rate is not only really 6% right we are the consumers of iphone we are the consumers of samsung we are consumers of redmi they are increasing their prices at the rate of 30% here so let's say if you put your 1 lakh rupees in your locker today and you go out the next year to buy an iphone you won't be able to buy an iphone you need 30% more money to get an iphone so that is that is what inflation means it reduces your buying power i understood inflation means don't buy an iphone <laughs> <laughs> so thank you ma'am for talking about inflation and i would also like to present another interesting stat that i found that 76% of the population are financially illiterate in india and out of this 50% of the population is the youth in india now this youth in india lives in rural lives in metropolitan cities also and why is this happening and why should we focus on this is because like whatever we have bought whatever we we have in our possession it's majorly related to our mothers or fathers buying it for us but just imagine what if they stop supporting you financially could you like buy anything or could you pay even the rent for your own house living in so that is why we wanted to focus so much on this like you know like there there is a big problem of financial illiteracy in our country and we wanted to you know break it down so like there was this uh, research done by icici lombard 
and they found that indian millennials spend 69% of their monthly income and uh, and out of that they spend 50% on family and household items that means only 30% goes in the bank and the rest of the 70% is used for expenses and financial uh, needs of the family so this was the research that was done in 2015 and it has the numbers have increased now because of the standard of living being increased now things getting expensive so just imagine what is the condition now and that is why we need to be financially literate so mayank what do you see while while i have spoken about this fact like what do you make of it abhishek this seems very daunting rather to know that if one of your parent is not able to earn the income that is required to financially support the family you are pretty much going broke and that itself so i came across a fact that almost 70% of indian households have less than 60000 rupees saved up and 60000 rupees in today's life is not even two months of rent and as the things are going up like things are getting more expensive you cannot survive in at least the metropolitan cities with that sort of income but 70% people have 60000 rupees of income isn't that daunting to you i mean in 60000 i can't even buy an iphone 11 or 12 <laughs> so yeah that is pretty daunting to me and that, that is why i called here to give me a wake up call and others and give me a crash course about how i can benefit from managing my personal finances in a better way and now i would like to bring another interesting fact that i found now this fact is what i found from a research paper now this research paper is termed as savings and investment pattern of youth in india in mumbai sorry in mumbai and this is specifically particular to the population youth population in bombay from the age of 15 to 30 now what they have analyzed is that the average amount of savings which a person from the age of 15 to 30 is able to make is only 2630 rupees a month now out of the total sample population only 670% of the population saves up to rupees 5000 a month and what i found out is that only 2.58% of them has the ability to save rupees 20000 uh this indicates that the majority of youth in india may be able to save money but their savings are not significant now why is this happening is because they are putting too much attention on spending and uh spending for their expenses and spending for leisure and not very much focused on spending for the future and investing for the future so that is what is happening now the reason for such low savings was because like the consumption the youth consumption is mostly focused on spending and because the overall co- living cost in mumbai is also very high so that is what i found now i've also found out that 48.97% of the youth never invest money that they have saved and 13.92 save invest a very few times so this Uh, this indicates that 60% of the youth stays away from investments so yeah that is what i found out and i am also one of those in the 60% though i have a few things that i am doing currently so yeah what do you make of this fact like 60% 60% of the youth stay away from investments so uh, abhishek as i said it is not the 
प्रॉब्लम विद यूथ दैट इज द रीजन दे आर नॉट इन्वेस्टिंग इट इज द फाउंडेशनल नॉलेज दैट दे आर गिवन बाय दिस सोसाइटी बाय द स्कूल बाय दे आर पेरेंट्स एंड देव बीन टॉट दैट फाइनेंशियल मार्केट्स आर वेरी रिस्की एंड दे शुड नॉट एवर थिंक अबाउट इन्वेस्टिंग इन द स्टॉक मार्केट्स सेकेंडली देव बीन टॉट दैट सेविंग मनी एंड सेविंग एज मच एज दे कैन इज द राइट वे टू गो एंड थर्डली दे आर अप्रोच टूवर्ड सेविंग इज दैट दे जस्ट सेव अप मनी एंड दे पुट इट इन एफ डी एंड दे नेवर ट्रैक द मनी दे डोंट नो विच विच बैंक ऑफर द बेस्ट एफ डी रेट्स दे डोंट नो इफ दे वुड हैव पुट द मनी इन टू म्यूचुअल फंड वॉट वुड दे गेट अगेंस्ट एफ डी दे डोंट इवन नो दे रिस्क एपिटाइट राइट फॉर एग्जाम्पल a guy like me or you who are who are in the age span of 20 to 25 we have our life ahead of us right so we can easily take a lot of risk we can our risk appetite is high right because we don't have a lot of money to begin with like technically we'll have what let's say at the most we'll have 5 lakh rupees okay i saved up and if you're investing that at most we can lose 2.5 lakh rupees right i mean 50% let's say you put it into one stock and the stock crash the next day and it went down 50% which does not happen but then you lose 2.5 lakh rupees and you still have your life ahead of you but then people are really really scared to take risk and it is not because of them it is be- for example i'll give you example when i started trading and when i started investing actively the first thing i so i never told my mom directly like when i started i was telling her that i wanted to learn about the markets and i'm putting in just a small sum of money into the markets and you know trying to get some money out or maybe learn something and the first reaction was beta dekhna apne idhar to itne jan itne sare jan lud gaye apne idhar to ye jan dekh wo market mein dala tha paisa wo ud gaya usko sab bechna pada and that is the general approach or general mindset of our parents that if you put money into the market that money is tend to go that money is tend to get into fire and get away so i i feel that if they are so basically we as 18 year olds we are not independent technically we should be but then we are not independent we tend to be dependent on our families until we start our jobs which is primarily at the age of 22 and till then we cannot take any steps and at 22 we when we start earning we have we want to uh, enjoy the party life we want to enjoy we want to have the best phones we have we want to go to tra- uh, travel the best locations and i feel that wouldn't leave any money on the table but then again they don't have any financial knowledge so they don't even think about investing so yeah as you rightly said and i could also like wanted to repeat like most of the youth in india their spending pattern or their saving pattern is mostly focused on spending spending on things and not you know thinking about saving it or investing it like saving is the most basic thing that people do is keep the money in one side and then just leave it whereas investing never comes to our mind so i guess i i think i get what you're saying and one of the reasons i also found was that you know like in indian homes it's generally a rule that you know bachcha paise ke mamlo mein unka opinion to unko usme involve nahi karte because they don't want to burden their child and school them about the tough life that awaits them and they want them to enjoy and focus on their academics which is a very wrong way to go for the parents there is there is also a problem from the parenting side our parents are too caring like indian parents are too caring they always want to keep their children in their pallu so like that is also what limits our youth to some extent 
to going forward and investing or you know taking steps and i also found that that you know when parents do this children and kids when they go into adulthood they find it difficult to take financial decisions regarding their income and what they can do to keep when what they can do with their money the most basic thing we do is we keep it in deposits and savings account which doesn't give a lot of returns and even if they do invest they are they are greeted by losses which demotivates them because they were not informed about this at the very early age so yeah that is what a problem was there for me like a, from the parenting side also we need to improve a lot so do you, like do you think or do you agree with this or have you faced this any time in your life so i'll i'll love to boast a bubble which was boast for me when i was getting started the money that is invested in cash that is the money you set aside in cash the money that is set aside in savings account that is that you fetch 3% there and the money that is set aside in fd that is 4.5% 5% sometimes get gets to 6 and it is getting lower day by day all that money is getting you negative rates of return how you ask me negative rates of return how how do you calculate rates of return basically the money the interest you getting adjusted to inflation and as we discussed our inflation rate is getting in like inflation for us is more than let's say 15 or 20% or averaging out with 6% and 30% and if our money is devaluing at the rate of 15% and you are putting it in fd accounts and it is giving you 4% what is our effective rate of return it is minus 11% So basically, there is there is no role point in putting your money in FD, although it is a safe investment and you're getting six percent, which is good, like against the cash investment, which is getting you nothing. But then still, it is actually you're losing money putting it there. And if I tell you that Abhishek, you give me money, and the next year I'll give you minus eleven percent rate of return, will you give me the money? I'm sure you won't, right? Hell no, I can't even buy an iPhone eleven of that money. <laughs> and you there, can get an iPhone seven on that, I guess. I'm not buying an iPhone seven. So yeah, like there's another reason also. Like there's this system systematic problem also in the system of our Indian education, and if you want to call the government also that also like the not enough focus has been given to providing financial education. so like if i want to say like finance the education about finances should start as young as to a 9 or a 10 year old kid like just uh, telling them about pocket money introducing the pocket money system so like they even they start to get to know the importance of money and they spend it carefully and by 15 to 16 they should have an idea about stock markets financial markets different saving schemes which they can use when they get into adulthood and even educational institutions like our schools colleges degree colleges don't have enough to offer when it comes to financial education as most of them only stick to textbooks so even there's like the system problem also which needs to change and because of that the youth is not being put in the direction of saving and investing and that's why they always focus on spending more than they earn so yeah that was what i make of it 
do you think there's a system problem like like broaden broaden up in indian education system i never saw a lecture on financial education i never saw a professor tell me that you know you should invest in stocks like there's a mutual funds that where you can grow your money so yeah that was what i like i never ha- i've never seen the importance given to financial literacy and in through these institutions that we are a part of so have you observed or faced these situations from our school system college system abhishek fun fact uh, one of my college professors so i uh, i'm i just completed my education from ismi that is indian school of management and entrepreneurship it is one of the most pre- prestigious universities in mumbai per se and uh, we've been taught about finance and entrepreneurship and stuff that is very fancy in nature but then one of our uh, professors which is like he is my mentor and he's taught me a lot of things about social entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship in general and taught me how to effectively read books and stuff like that he's taking mentoring from me on topics of investing and it just blew my mind that someone who's 35 year old has a house loan and has very little money saved up needs advice from a guy who's 20 not being arrogant but then that is the level of financial knowledge that is being given in our societies one more fun fact most of the people tell us that don't you know financial markets are too risky and you know you won't make ever you won't ever make money in the financial markets i'll give a fact only 2% of indians are invested in the stock markets 2% that's too less in usa it's the number is 55% it's 2% in india and oh, but close to 50% of indian adults admit to buy lottery ticket on continuous basis can you imagine so let's say there are two scenarios once you one you invest 1 lakh rupees in the stock market and you invest 1 lakh rupees in lottery tickets the scenarios of making money in the stock market let's say if the market goes up you make money if the market goes down you lose money that is 50% of chances if you have no knowledge it is 50% if you have better knowledge you develop a edge but then let's say in the stock markets it's 50% chances in the lottery it is one in a million can you imagine 50% of indians are okay spending their money on lottery tickets that will fetch them a ratio of one in a million to make money against the stock market which is only 2% and that that is risky to them and lottery is not wow so you're bringing up a point like you know your sir your professor who's older than you has started to learn investing from you so like that is the point that you know like previously as i said like uh, like a family doesn't let us go into these financial situations and let us make financial decisions due to which when we reach the age of 30 we are suddenly met with situations like marriage family planning retirement thinking about the future and now here is the point where we suddenly get into investments and finances because we want to last longer we want money to live longer we want money to enjoy in the later stages of life and at this point we are faced with the burden of taking too many financial decisions at one time which also causes a lot of pressure and this is why like you know like for example your professor started investing now he got to know about it now so yeah that is one of the reasons that we want to you know focus on like start looking after your personal finances from an early stage and i've also found another interesting fact that only 6.7% of the youth in Mom- bombay invest regularly which is not a good enough which is not a good number for a growing economy and we also got to know that 
34.96% of the population say they don't have knowledge about making investments which shows lack of financial literacy and now the second reason that they give is because they don't have adequate knowledge about investments and in the scenario of capital markets they don't know a damn thing now i have faced certain situations like my like my friends who study in baf or in a banking and finance course they are doing their degree courses and that they don't invest and i was like i mean your course is surrounded rega- r- surrounding finance and investments and you yourself don't invest so like that also kind of hits the point where you know our system is kind of flawed like the education is kind of flawed in telling us things about finance and that is why only always the top percentage or the cream of the crop people always you know flourish and succeed because they know about investing and growing their money and about the personal finances so so regarding that i would like to you know like you brought up a good point that you know your professor didn't was not aware about it so i would like to talk about incidents and observations in personal life that you saw related to personal finance so first thing was that i observed is like my seniors in office like i used to work in an advertising agency before starting this podcast and like my seniors were the age of 25 years old 26 years old and i was a junior so i found when when a topic about investments was brought up like i told them that you know i invest my money in mutual funds and i get so and so returns like i have a savings account plus most like a portion of my money goes into mutual funds they didn't have a clue about mutual funds like like sip like i told them i have i have an sip so like they didn't have a clue about that and the second reason was that they were too lazy to do it and i was like the salary that they are earning and they are get and that's getting uh, in that's getting into their bank and the salary that i am earning which is less than them but if you see if i keep earning that salary and putting it into mutual funds my money's value will be much more than their salary that they get directly into their banks so they were pretty shocked when they found that i do mutual funds at the age of 22 so i was like you how did you how don't you know about this so they were starting to ask me that you know like i want to open a mutual fund and all of that and i was like yeah i'll help you do it but they as usual they forgot and yeah they they still have their money in savings accounts still and yeah another reason is that you know many of us <coughs> correlate for personal finance and investing directly to stock markets risky stock markets which is not the thing like it's so vast there are so many things where your money can go where you can invest but they directly re- correlated to stock markets which you know sets a fear mindset in them that it's too risky so that is also one of the reasons and observations that i've seen and yeah th- this now aside from investing and savings like teens don't even have a clue about how to fill bank slips how to write checks they like if you put them in a bank they'll be clueless for about 2 hours so like even that is like the systematic problem that we have and all the observations that i have made so mind like what are your observations and incidents that you've seen like in my friend circle let me tell you most of them don't invest and if they invest it's their parents that do it and they don't have a clue that their parents are investing they just know so yeah it's not even them it's their parents that they they are doing it for them so have you faced or have you seen such things so um, abhishek you brought up a great point when you're talking about your friends from baf and your friends from 
who are taken uh, finance as the major don't have any clue about how to really invest and that comes like i have experienced that first hand i took up finance as my major with entrepreneurship and being in finance class i was really excited that you know i'd be taught how to invest in the stock markets and this is like 2 years back now i was really interested that you know uh, we'd be talk about how to invest in the stock market how do you value stocks how, all those fancy things and we were really given assignments that were 60 page long on what happened at the crash of 2007 okay and our books did not have anything to do with mutual funds anything to do with directly investing to uh, like stocks did did not have anything to do with that funds did not have anything to do with real estate investments and we've been just taught that ha- what happened in 2007 and 2008 and what happened in the crash of 2001 and what happened when the bomb fell in hiroshima nagasaki and the japan market crash but i'm okay this information is good to know but what do i do with this information i don't know how to I don't even know. At that point, I did not even know how do you open a mutual fund account. And knowing about how did the market crash is good, but writing sixty pages on that and not knowing how to put one penny into the markets is really stupid. And this is a systematic flaw in our system itself. This system is not made to make people financially savvy or make people financially. known to the facts that you know you can invest your money wisely because this whole industry let's say education industry and the financial industry is only earning money out of you because you don't know about the things they know and the things they let me tell you the things they know are not that hard it's everybody is just doing the same thing they're taking the money from you and investing into companies that are that post good numbers and it will take you legit let's say a week to understand how do you read companies numbers and you would be as savvy as them maybe you will make mistakes obviously you will make mistakes but then if you make mistakes in the early of years of your life you can see up on a lot a lot in the later stages of your life so this was a great observation on my end also most most of the people are very comfortable in their lives right now they just want to get a check at the first first of the month and they want to spend till their money gets over and then they start using their credit card and they at the end of the month that's they pay off their debt and again start the month with whatever the money is left and then when the money is not available to them they start sacrificing on stupid stuff like they will eat outside or they won't have quality uh clothes and stuff like that they'll compromise on stuff which is not really compromisable but they're okay with spending on stupid stuff at the start what what are your observations on that i mean yeah like uh, as you said like you know we are, our thinking is very narrowed as you can say like we only think about what am i going to buy next where is my holiday going to be next so that also like limits us uh, our brain to think about what is ahead like it's good to live in the present but you need to prepare for the future as well so yeah like i agree with what you're saying and most of us are really comfortable right now like even in the lockdown like it's because of because of the saving grace of our parents that we have a roof in a roof above our head and we are we can use money we can spend on things 
but yeah bringing the point back just imagine if your parents were not providing so what would you do then like you couldn't buy that top from h&m you couldn't buy that hoodie from zara so yeah like i get what you're saying so like what i'm understanding is like you're saying that spend but spend on things that will create value i guess um you you get it got it correct spend on things that will last you firstly spend on quality things so that you don't have to spend on things again and again and these things will give you value also so uh, luckily in the earlier years of my life i read this book rich dad poor dad it was the first book of my life and i was ne- i was a straight 60% student right so i was never very intelligent or never very bright i i was street smart but i was never really bright academically so the f- f- the idea of reading a book was really uh, you know stagey for me that you know how will i read a book that is 300 pages long and you know i haven't even completed my 10 standard uh, uh, you know board exam books and how will i read this but it just came to me because uh, i was seeing this youtube video and they were just talking about this book and you know they were talking about how did they Uh, how did the book impact them and how did they become rich after reading reading this book and i'm like dude i want to become rich and that is why i want to read this book and i read this book and there was this concept of rat race rat race is basically a concept wherein this there was this experiment wherein rats were put in a cage it was a circular cage and they were just left there and they were continuously running but they weren't really getting anywhere but they internally felt that they were going somewhere and they were continuously running you you might have seen that with rats right they continually run 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 but they are not really getting anywhere so uh, that concept was put up in uh, as an analogy in uh, the rich dad poor dad book and it really meant that we as early millennial people we are in a rat race we get the paycheck at the start of the month we spend throughout the month again we get to the start point and get the paycheck the start of the month and again but we are not really getting anywhere our goals are always contrasting so what 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 are your dream goals abhishek can you tell me about it so like if i want to talk about my dream goal my dream goal is to have a farmhouse where i have lots of animals and a winery attached to it so like that is my thing like and yeah another thing that you brought up like living pay t- paycheck to paycheck a lot i have observed many times that whenever like your friend gets a salary or he gets his first salary or he gets his, he got a promotion the first thing that comes to their mind is how to spend this paycheck those party dena padega oh no i have to plan this vacation it's a celebratory thing so like the first thing that when you get a paycheck in indian in the indian environment is like how am i going to spend this and it's always and even your friends your friends a treat to dena padega abhi salary mil gaya paycheck mil gaya so even that is one of the things that happens most of the times like my friend got a check and he's yani like like sorry she didn't get a check she got her stipend and the first thing uh, she brought up was like i'm going to go to new places and eat so yeah that was, so yeah i get the concept of living paycheck to paycheck and how we are just running and running without any vision so yeah like bringing back my thing is to get a farmhouse and a winery with lots of animals so um as you said that as we are running through the race 
we don't have a vision which is very true because actually we have a vision but it is very myopic it is very much towards tomorrow it is like where will i go to the weekend where will i party next december where will i go to the trip next year at most that's the planning but then nobody is thinking where will i like how will i spend the money on my marriage how will i spend the money on my house how will i plan my retirement how will i plan how will i give, provide for my kids and these are the things that are hap- going to be happening with almost 99% of us these four events will happen with all of us but we have no clue how are we going to provide money for all those events so as you said you wanted a farmhouse and a winery and lots of um lots of animals right so uh, i'm assuming you would want a housing in mumbai as well and one house in as a farmhouse and you go there on weekends or maybe you stay there the week and come here on weekends so let's assume uh, abhishek i want to take up an example and i'll take it on you right so because um, it will be very relatable and I, you can tell me what are your uh, what is your reaction on this fact okay so uh, let's take an example abhishek what is the cost of your house right now you, you can give me an approximate number right now okay so i live in a i live in a 1 bhk and the cost of that is around 1.7 crore the current market value of that 1 bhk okay so 1.7 crores for a 1 bhk let's assume next 20 years or 30 years down the lane you would want at least a 2 or a 3 bhk i assume that you would want because you will have kids you will have your parents you let's assume you need a 3 bhk everybody wants at least a 3 bhk no people uh, aspire for penthouses and you know multiple bungalows and stuff but then let's assume you have a very modest goal of getting a 3 bhk in 20 or 30 years down the lane okay so 3 bhk assuming right now how much will be the cost of 3 bhk 5 to 6 crore Okay so 5 to 6 crore rupees right now at this point okay let's assume what will be the cost of that particular house in 20 to 30 years because that is when you want to buy it right i i guess i guess it will be at least thrice or four times of it is it is it correct i 18 to 20 crores at the most okay so 80 to 20 crores 30 years down the lane so right now let's let's plan it for you right i mean 80 to 20 crores you would want 80 to 20 crores in your hand when you're buying the house practically if you want to buy a house in cash because you don't want to opt for a loan and it is your dream house so why would you go for a loan at the age of 50 or 55 so right you want 80 to 20 18 to 20 crores in your hand right now let's assume i'm i'm sure you're really talented and you know you can do great in life and i'm assuming that you from the start you get a paycheck of let's say a package of let's say 20 lakhs a year and you end up saving 50% of it after taxes and i'm assuming let's say it is 10 lakh rupees a year 10 lakh rupees a year abhishek is saving 10 lakh rupees a year that is a great thing so let's say 10 lakh rupees a year and divided by 20 crores can you give me a figure how many years will you need to get 20 crores in your hand so abhishek do you have an answer Okay so let me the <laughs> very daunting thing I'm planning for my house you, right you now you can give me an estimate right whatever comes to your mind first right okay so 10 lakh divided 10 lakh is a good invest a good yeah. saving amount 10 lakh divided by 20 crore right yeah. give me the figure in years okay it might be I'll it will take probably 30 to 40 years to make that money according to me okay so abhishek it will take you 
on saving 10 lakh rupees a year saving 10 lakh rupees a year and you your house is worth what 20 crores okay it is it is i am uh, understanding that is a conservative estimate because i think it can be more but let's say it is 20 crores you take 200 years 200 years to get there how is this i think my maths is bad i don't think <laughs> I am probably going to die, I guess, by two two hundred years. So okay, you are giving me a wake up call, my uncle. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so this is this is the problem with the youth. Nobody understands that the most basic things that you want in life are not gonna get to you easily. You have to plan your way there, and. just as you said you'd probably die by then 200 years and this is again a conservative estimate on assuming that you will earn like 20 lakh rupees a year from the start and you will save 10 lakh rupees a year that is a good figure like that is a great figure so that is a problem with everybody we don't this 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 figure so i calculated this figure approximately like one and a half year back and actually i called up all my friends and asked this question that tell me the cost of your house and the same thing that i did with you and everybody was shocked everybody was shocked that they cannot even buy a house in their lifetime and they 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 were dreaming about they want a lamborghini they want a bungalow with three floors and a swimming pool the instagram lifestyle but then they cannot even get a modest house which will be enough for the, for their kids and their parents so this is a daunting fact that people don't understand that to get to where you want to go it you have to plan your way there because on saving 10 lakhs you'll get there assuming right now as you said people are saving 5000 rupees a month that is all that is 60000 a year how are you planning to buy at least a house in your lifetime and get there first of all mayank i hate you second <laughs> of all sorry my maths is bad people but yeah like it's important like this is this is really making me uncomfortable now because i am not earning a lot and plus you presented me these numbers so like it's really like scaring me now so because like till now like majorly my parents have provided for me financially and soon like like every one of us we have to take over and when you take over there will be a lot of things that you have to consider financially so i get what you're saying like even the basic things that we want to afford cannot be afforded i think i i think i'll not be able to even get a 1 bhk at this rate if you're saying according to my bad maths <laughs> So let's not you know give me another example let's take house out of the equation what is the second most what is the second most important thing that we want to buy what is that second most important thing to you so according to me we everybody everybody of us wants financial freedom house is a thing that will help you so so that you even if you don't earn the money you can have a roof on your head second thing we want we want food we want the normal expenditure for our life so that if we are not able to earn in in our lifetimes if for example you hate your job and you literally cannot continue and you leave your job you need that financial stability or the financial source of income that is beyond your job to survive 
and in a city like mumbai or any other city for that matter even to survive you need at least 25 to 30000 1000 rupees for your expenses am i correct hmm yep <laughs> you are correct and like i would also like to ask you like as you gave the house example like you know like according to at which rate we are going we will not be able to buy a freaking house so what do you think like how are you or like how are you coping up with this fact that you know even you might have done the calculations that you want to do like the house you want your dream house so where is how is your planning going accordingly to that like you basically said i can't afford and you proved it so like i want to know what's your like what is your dream house like and how are you working towards it so abhishek i i have a really good mantra in my life so i think that if you want to get to the stars aim i mean if you want to get to the stars you aim for the moon at least so basically what it means is you have to aim so high so high in your life so that you at least get to 20 30 40% of where you are aiming at and you fetch at least there you know because we as humans are great at you know putting out goals you know you will put goals like i want a lamborghini by the age of 30 i want this uh you know beautiful house and i want a farmhouse also and i want to gift my parents this luxury car everybody has great goals yaar i and that is a good thing right that is not a bad thing but then are we backing that up with some plan because just just goals without any plan is just dreaming you're just dreaming about stuff and you're not going to get there it is a reality and it is you know very sad to know that you won't get there even the basic amenities to afford that you would need to earn much much more and invest it very wisely to get there so you asked me what is my plan on getting there so i was really confused at start that when this role this this example came to me and you know i was calculating that i want this house and this will be what this much and i'll divide it by this much and okay and i was like no wait a second it is a calculation mistake it cannot be this right i mean i came out to a number which was uh, 130 140 according the prices but then i'm like dude fuck i mean i didn't need 130 years to buy a house so okay so the numbers that i'm quoting right now are not really practical i cannot get there so i was so uh, every time you get to a stop in your life your brain should be brainstorming about how to get there i mean it's it's not be like okay i cannot get there oh okay theek hai so i'll just spend the money that i have and i'll see what what's going to happen that won't really that won't really happen so uh, i i came to a realization that I, how do people really get rich okay i would i really wanted to understand if the people that are that i see on regular basis that are going like through the like going to the road in a mercedes obviously if the mercedes is worth 50 lakhs he has at least 20 30 times more cash in his bank so he's buying the mercedes right if you have 30 lakhs you won't directly buy a mercedes so if he has 30 times more than that i am assuming he is rich and how did he get there so i was just reading about random examples of people how you know just googling it and i found out that the correlation of so first first thought in my mind was that they have high income that that was that 
I mean, I started uh, googling uh, what what are the highest paying jobs, and I came to realize I'm a software engineer and doctors and stuff. And I'm like, no, I I have to already took up commerce as my background, so I cannot become a doctor. I cannot become a software engineer. And then that the last option that was left was CA. And seeing the people around me suffer doing CA. I was like, I cannot make myself suffer that much. So I was like, again, I need some alternative uh, way to get there. Okay, so I came to a realization that it is not about. So I was seeing all these millionaires and billionaires, and one day I came out to a story. I read the story on of Anil Ambani being bankrupt, and I was like, how the, how can Ambani be bankrupt? And I was like, let let me read the story, and so it, the story goes like. As Dhirubhai Ammani, like he was dying and he split his property into half. 10 billion was given to Mukesh Ammani and 10 billion worth, like worth of businesses were given to Anil Ammani. And from there, Mukesh Ammani has got to 40 billion dollars or more. Right now it is more than 68 billion dollars. And Anil Ammani has almost got to a effective net rate, net worth of zero rupees. As his statement goes, okay, this is very controversial, but his statement was, uh, my net worth is zero rupees. So I am like, in a span of, what's it, 20 years, how can someone, like, who, both of them had Ivy League college education. It was not that one guy was not educated at all, and the other guy was really educated and really special. Both of the guy, both of the guys have the same parenting. Both of the guys had almost Ivy League, like not almost Ivy League education. How can they fuck up this bad that they one guy is gotten to sixty-eight billion dollars and one guy is bankrupt? So it came to my realization that it is not about how much you have or how much you get for that matter. They got ten million dollars, and some people are earning a lot, right? They are earning. Let's say the CEO of Google is earning three hundred thirty million dollars every year. So it is not about how much you have or how much you get. It is how do you manage it. Everything comes down to how do you manage your money rather than some other example I give you. Dan Bilzerian. That guy, everybody fantasizes. Every guy in Mumbai or let's say India fantasizes that he wants some aspects of Dan Bilzerian's life to be his. Okay. And this guy who shows off like he is the richest and the most... Uh, you know, influential and has the most number of girls, this guy is going bankrupt. And I'm like, why is that so, right? I mean, if this guy is is rich, obviously, because he's able to afford all these luxuries, how is he going bankrupt? And it struck me that, again, it is about how you manage your money, not how much you have. Yeah, brought up a great point. And yeah, as I'm seeing where you get it, because like getting money... Like getting a paycheck is not enough. Like what do you do with that paycheck? What do you do with that money is what matters. Now you can't like we can't let this money sit around in the banks. Like we also need to make the money work as we are also working. So thank you for bringing up such examples. And now we would like to next talk about like how to get started with personal finance. Like for any person like listening to this, like even I'm getting started with this so like how what do you recommend like like what is your what do you say basic rules for someone to get into personal finance and not only like investing and savings first thing that is that most people the mistakes most most people make is keeping money under the bed which is just keeping money in cash don't do that 
that is a big 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 failure in your personal finance second is investing money on tips and news firstly the news just just get this fact in your mind the news industry is not here to make you rich they have no intention to make you rich and there's no reason why would they make you rich right i mean i've seen a lot of my relatives and my adults in general they see the news channel the financial news channel every day for 4 for 5 5 hours and they are like are ye buy kar lena chahiye usne to ye bola ye buy kar lena chahiye i have taken up a study i literally took 10 sets like 10 days and i took all the calls that this guy is on the channel is giving and their calls are 80 to 85% negative they they impact you negatively so basically they are not here to make, give you money secondly i'll i'll give you five steps to financial freedom okay this is like my primary uh model in which i think financially okay so i'll i'll so when i was in the i when i was in your place i wanted to know the first thing the first step was knowing where did i stand for you it is knowing where you stand so it is just sitting in front of an excel sheet and knowing how much money is in your bank account how much money do you have in your cash how, how much are you earning every month after taxes after taxes a big uh, option okay so after taxes how much money is if your parents are giving you some allowance apart from your salary include that too so that is the total income you get through a month okay you get that second you th- uh, see what all assets what all expenses you have okay so your expenses would generally be traveling expenses your phone your utility expenses your lifestyle expenses these are the three top expenses and fourth you can be miscellaneous sometimes you uh, spend on a charger or something like that that's miscellaneous okay you list down all the staple ones at least and you, then you can add on as you realize that there are more okay you first see that is your income more than your expenses that is the primary first step to understand are you even f- going to financially be are you even going to survive right i mean leave assets and liabilities are you even going to survive in this world okay if you know that your income is practically more than your expenditure now you have to know that if do you have some assets assets are basically so if you if i give a general uh, definition for people who don't really understand assets house is not your asset house car all the things that make you spend on them more are not your assets they are your liabilities you don't get any money out of living in your house right you don't get money out of traveling in your car you spend money on maintenance you spend money on normal uh, fuel recharge and stuff like that so that is not your asset that is your liability okay abhishek so moving on to the second step that is set your goals i literally so we talked about it right so people set goals that are very fancy in nature and they they'll set goals like they want to buy luxury cars and luxury apartments and bungalows and i hope they get there but then for right now you have to be very practical while setting your goals you have to set goals that are achievable for now and also measurable you cannot set a goal financially like i want to be really rich that is that is not a real goal right you want it to be measurable how rich do you want to get let's say you want to be 100 crore rich let's say you want to be 1000 crore rich 
that is a that is a goal right so set your goals and pre-fund your purchases as i said don't go for example if you want to buy a car you set a goal that you <coughs> sorry you set a goal that you want to buy a car in let's say five years or three years and you divide it by the number the amount of money that you have to save every month to get there rather than getting a loan on your car and then being in the haywire of uh, reaping that loan right so uh, second step is set your goals third is set your budget budget first rule of your budget is pay yourself first pay yourself as in pay your investments first thing as in when you get your paycheck is to put money in your investments as you've planned for pre-planned for your system of investing right fourth is eliminate your debt debt is the number one reason that is your number one reason to not become rich that is the only way that that will hold you back from becoming rich right because otherwise if you save and you invest it is a thing that you will become rich there is no way that rich is a relative term but then you'll get where you're planning to be okay so eliminate your debt and first element so when you're eliminating your debt go into the uh, chronology of highest paid highest interest debt first and then moving on for example the most high interest debt is credit card debt if you miss your credit card payments in time your debt the rate of interest is three percent or four percent a month that is almost 44 like 36 to 44 uh 48 percent a year 36 to 48 percent a year that is insane so first debt clear off your credit card debt then you it could be your student loan it could be your house loan it could be your car loan accordingly according to their rate of interest okay fourth is uh sorry fifth is build your system build your system is a plan that i made for myself it was basically uh, so i personally only spent 20 percent of my money but i feel that that is not what people are willing to do because it is not possible also for them because i have my i have my house i have most of the things sorted for me but then people cannot do that so i made this 40 40 20 rule 40 40 20 rule signifies you can spend uh you you have to invest first 40 percent of your money as and when you get it that 40 percent will be uh dissected into different uh assets but then you can you have to start with putting that money out second is the 40 percent you spend on your essentials 40 percent you spend on your rent your food your normal clothing your uh, mobile phone bills and the rest 20 percent you can spend on your lifestyle expenses the things that you want and not need okay so this is this is a system uh, that i follow and also we'll talk about the hustle income but to clarify your hustle income or your side hustle income is coming under 80 20 rule that is 80 percent should go under investments and 20 percent should go under your random want while spending could you elaborate more on the side hustle income so like first of all like what is a side hustle and then the side hustle income like the 80 20 rule that you are that you have introduced to us so abhishek you asked me what are side hustles side hustles are basically let's say most of us are working nine to five that is eight hours a day we sleep eight hours let's say we sleep eight hours so you are 
you have eight hours in your hand. Let's say you eat for an hour, you sleep, you uh, you eat, you bath, and every all other things that you do, you use your phone. Let's say you spend other four hours on that. You still have four hours to yourself. What are you doing in that four hours that can give you another source of income? And this, the side hustle part of my journey came to, came into existence after reading a fact that every millionaire to become a millionaire had seven sources of income, seven sources of income. So basically right now, if let's say you have a job that is one source of income, what are the rest of the six sources of income that you can build in order to become a millionaire is the side hustle bit of it. Okay, so I, I have a few examples of side hustles. These are basically side hustles are high value skills that are in demand right now. In 2020, I can give you a few examples like starting a blog, affiliate marketing, social media marketing, copywriting, digital products, creating di- digital products, personal branding, drop shipping. These are all skills that are really in demand right now. And it wouldn't take you much long to learn them. And it will take you, let's say, six months to perfect them and after that it becomes a source of income so this is how you can build a uh, side hustle for yourself although it is very tedious and uh, hard to do it but then if you want to get somewhere you have to pay the price okay and now what about the 80 20 model that you were talking about for side hustles so i i feel most of the people are comfortable living in the money that they have got from their job right the paycheck you, paycheck you get is the money you spend anyways so if you build a side hustle that is not the money that you'll use for your day to day expenses so yeah, Mang, i would like as you said what is a side hustle i want to know more about this 80 20 rule that you have for the side hustle income and how to manage it so yeah so uh, Abhishek, I think that most of the people are very comfortable spending their paychecks, right? You can survive well in your paycheck because you plan your life according to your paycheck. And let's say if you start a second source or a third source of income, you'd get into the thought that what do I do with the money, the extra money that is coming in. And if you fall into the trap of spending that money, you won't become rich because you won't have that compounding effect on your money. So it, I came out with the 80-20 rule for myself was the reason. The reason was that if I get a side hustle, the the core reason why I'm doing the side hustle is I want to become rich in the long term. So it is not for getting the new phone or getting the Zara clothes. It is for becoming rich. So for example, if I get, let's say, 10,000 rupees a month from my side hustle. Uh, so I'll put 8,000 rupees out of that into my investments directly and 20% of it I'll spend on whatever I want. The things that are on the web and I feel that this is, you know, I love this but, you know, I cannot buy it. I get it from the 20% so that I enjoy the journey of growing rich because if there is no spending and only saving, you'll get really tired of this process and you won't be able to continue on this okay so thank you with your tips on how to get started with personal finance now accord now for me like okay so for me like how to get started with personal finance i have much simpler steps that you know like everyone should start so like the first thing is like you know start taking monthly allowances from your parents 
like even if you're 18 years old or 20 years old start taking monthly allowances from your parents and start tracking it and managing it so like if you get a monthly allowance of rupees 3000 or 4000 start thinking about how you're going to use that 3000 or 4000 so that is the first step first easy step that you can you know start thinking about personal finance it's basically managing your money so start taking an allowance and start tracking it and managing it and thinking about it so like you could also save some money from your allowance build it up build it up build it up till you till the saved allowances will go up to 10000 that's basically investing so yeah you could start with your monthly allowance like get a monthly allowance the third thing is learn about the accounts in your family so like go to your dad go to your mom talk about their accounts what accounts do they have savings account bank accounts learn about it how much money is in there how much do they spend how much what is their pattern so like talk to them first thing is uh, then the third thing is like learn how to do bank procedures that's not like it's very indirectly related to personal finance but start learning about bank procedures how it works how to deposit a check how to make wire transfers so learn about bank procedures and the fourth thing that is like you know this is the most simple thing that you can start your investing journey from is just start a rupees 500 or 1000 rupees SIP and then manage it on your own it it is okay if you started with your father's money or your mother's money but make it a point that you start it on your own and manage it on your own so like you can even do an sip which is a mutual fund of up to 500 rupees so that is you can at least afford to you know put 500 rupees in an sip or a mutual fund and start from there and you know track it so those were my simple steps on how to get started with your personal finance so yeah like what are what is your thought about it like was i hitting the point because i am not an avid investor or like a passionate investor like you but i like i stick to the basics and do what's required which i want to elevate so yeah like do you agree with me so abhishek uh, i feel you made really valid points and thank you for bringing them up because for most of the people getting started is really daunting for them to get the first 500 rupees sip in once you start that journey everything will flow in because you know that you've started the journey and you'll plan accordingly you'll research you'll do your stuff and you'll get there but the first step that the that you highlighted start with a sip of 500 and 1000 rupees that is really really crucial for us because as Early as we start, we understand if our money is at stake, we tend to know about it more. For example, if you have 10,000 rupees invested in a fund, you'd at least look at it once a week so that you know where the where your money is going. Is it going up? Is it going down? For the basic reasons that you want your money to grow, right? So that will enhance your liking or interest in the financial markets. Also, one more very, very important point that I forgot was build an emergency fund it is more crucial to build an emergency fund than to be rich what is an emergency fund emergency fund is basically having a uh, corpus of three to six months of your monthly expenses in a savings account ready to spend okay so it is basically if for god forbid if something bad happens and you are not able to earn 
for three to six months. Let's say the span of Corona. Most most of the people lost their jobs and uh, daily wagers lost their daily wage and people were not able to make money. So if you had that sort of money saved up in your savings account, you and I'll tell you which saving account to choose so that is beneficial for you. But then that sort of money would have helped you to overcome that uh, hurdle and it will help you not to take debt in your life because I I am a firm believer of if. Of if you take a forced debt, it will give you more harm than good. So yeah, Abhishek. So yeah, Mayank, as you were saying about this emergency fund, I would like to ask, like, given that you know, uh, suppose for example, I earn twenty thousand rupees a month, and uh, like I want to make an emergency fund also, as you said. So what would be your breakdown for rupees twenty thousand? to create an emergency fund because you might want to spend some you might want to put in put in the bank you might want to invest some so what would your breakdown be for creating an emergency fund out of 20000 rupees so abhishek I'll, let's take this example let's say uh, abhishek is a guy who's getting 20000 on his paycheck so uh, let's take a rule 40 40 20 and break it down the first 40% of 20000 will be 8000 rupees right 8000 rupees will you'd be investing that 8000 rupees second 8000 will be you'll be spending on the need based things and the other whatever is left will be spent on normal uh, want while expenditure so the first for the first 6 7 months or maybe even even a year you it is really important for you to build that emergency fund first so let's assume from that 8000 which you're using for investing you'd invest only 4000 rupees into other instruments and you'd keep that 4000 into high yield savings account what is a high yield savings account it is a it is basically a saving account which will give you more interest that that is that so i'll give you an example idfc savings account gives you 7% rate of interest for deposits above 1 lakh rupees and below that it gives you 6% which is pretty much more than your fd return so yeah that's the breakup Thank you for listening to the part 1 of episode 9 of Let's Get Uncomfortable. Part 2 has also been uploaded, so check that out.